and welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. You bet. And we are here in the new stude. This is just glorious. I know, this is what we've been waiting for. This is the Field of Dreams of Podcasting Studios. Look at that. Yeah. If you build it, it'll come and we'll bring in the energy because it's here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a brand new level. It's incredible. This is true. Great for you. You're in a new place. Overall, you've got a new studio. I get to come revel in the glory, observe the pops, play with the pops, even when you ask me not to touch them, knock them over. You know, it's what make bad me friends sound do. like a stickler. It's what bad friends do. I don't care. Just don't break it. Sure. You're so, fine. I mean, you're saying like this guy right here, he's arranged just so, but if I were to, you know, move more, oh, oh, there's a quarter inch. Now I probably have effed with the feng shui of the place. No, that doesn't bother me. Won't get invited back. It doesn't bother me. Okay. Promise. I, I, I won't test those boundaries. Promise. I respect your arrangement here. You've clearly. You've clearly put together intentional effort. I, I kept behind it, it. I kept it themed. Yes, that was I, the goal. I love that. Big so, fan of that. You know, I did what I could. You know, I've never asked you about your Overwatch poster. You're an Overwatch guy. Yes, I don't know anything about Overwatch. It's a video game. It looks like Dwayne Johnson just with more hair, with a bow and arrow. Ah, that's, that's great. That's, that's all I need to that's see. Interesting, because that dude is Japanese. Hmm. Yeah, Dwayne's not. No. Dwayne's not a Japanese name. <laughs> Those Overwatch people, it's Hanzo. 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 Yes, I got, I got him in this form, too. Okay. Yes. See, that looks more uh, more Japanese. The, uh, the poster form, I was getting some serious The Rock vibes. It's probably the tattoo that's throwing me off. I'm neglecting the background that that's is fair. clearly Japanese architecture, so... Like I said, he's the he's the head of a Japanese I, mafia. I so to keep leaning into the fine. fact that yes, I am white. So, you know, Jamie Garcia. Uh, who else can I? Who else can I butcher? I don't know. I don't know. Do you really want to go down that path? Mm-hmm. It just keeps happening. It's brutal. It's Ashoka. It's okay though. Ashoka. Ashoka. Oh, that's. Has nothing to do with race, though. She's just an alien, so that's okay. different. I, I mean, I feel a little te- better about technically that. Technically, it's an alien race, but it's still alien, right? That's not human. She's human esque, humanoid. Yeah, I'd say you're fine. I, I just need to stop. Yeah, I need to stop. It's all good. Well, congratulations on the new place. It looks exquisite. Love what you've done with it. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just here to really bask in it and take none of the credit, but enjoy it nonetheless. It's great. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you ever want to move again after having moved and now done work to the new place? I, it, look, if I move again mm-hmm. in the next three to five years, it better be somewhere I'm going to be for a long time. You, That's where I'm at. Yeah. Like the next move, I want to be the a more permanent yep. residency. Yep. Totally, totally resonate with that. Uh, the two times now in the last five years that I and my family have moved, that's enough. Oh, That's yeah. enough. I have no interest in moving you know, potentially ever again. That's oh, great. Just, you know, marry me in the backyard. That's fine. Well, it's like fly my Iowa Hawkeye flag in Ames. It's cool. It's, it's cool. It's either that or it's like, it's, it better be a hell of a deal. Yeah. Like it, be, it yeah. better be like. Like a ranch that I inherited. Oh, yeah. Didn't expect. And it's just like, hey, sir. Uh, someone comes to the door. You know, your rich uncle five times removed. Has bequeathed to you this exquisite ranch of six and a half acres of just nature glory. Okay. All paid for? I'll yep, move. absolutely. I'll done. move. Done. Yep, done. I'm in. Do I have to take care of the horses? No. There's an old man who goes by Skipper who takes care of the horses. You just keep old Skip fed and watered, and he'll keep the horses fed and watered. 
this is really materializing into a very bizarre, but nonetheless appealing picture in my mind. Oh, I do it. Yeah. Oh, I do it in a heartbeat. Can you imagine just hollering across the ranch? It would be fantastic. Mind the mare. As you have one of those mall cop two-wheelers mm. to get around everywhere on the property. That's more likely than horseback riding uh, around the property. Golf cart's kind of the way to go. Too, Golf cart wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the wife and I were out scouting photography locations with the family and... Uh, we saw someone driving around on a golf cart and one of our kids was like, can we get a golf cart? You want to say yes to that. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. Totally impractical. We wouldn't use it. We wouldn't have any need for it. But it'd be so much fun to drive. They are fun. Oh, they're great. They are fun. Golf carts are awesome. Mopeds are awesome. You know, the, why can't you think of what the, the two wheel that you were referencing? What's that actually? Segway. Yeah. Rock. Did you know the guy that invented the Segway? You know how he died? Drove a freaking Segway off a cliff. Not kidding. That's horrifying. Not kidding. Went straight over the edge. Just What a way to go. Done. Pretty awesome. Better if he had strapped some explosives to the bottom of it first. So he just went up in a or, blaze of glory. Or, you know, a parachute. Then he would have lived. I like the explosion idea better. It's actually not a bad way to go, like falling from a great distance, especially if you blow up. But great. I don't know. Because, well, the blowing up part wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. Like, the fall, knowing the entire way, you're like, I'm dead. Sure. I'm dead. I feel like you'd have time to make your peace with it. Like, I would rather that than round where you're slowly getting mothered and running out of air. Yeah, but at least you get knocked out. What do you think happens when you hit the ground? It's over. Yeah. That's you're still. just goo. You're done. Can you imagine if you're still, like, cognizant that'd be for, for just a little bit of it? That'd be bothersome. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that'd be really bothersome. I wouldn't care for that. You look up and your entire body's gone. Yeah. Not, not I feel like your great. body would be in shock, though, at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking of the scene from The Dark Knight. Probably the most improbable scene. And there are several times where people fall in that movie, right? Harvey Dent, for example, falls and dies. At the end of the movie. Um, but when Batman leaps to Rachel's rescue and they fall like from the top of his freaking penthouse all the way down to on top of a car or a taxi. That's one of the most improbable and probably my least favorite scene in that movie, because at no point does he extend the bat wings to like lower or excuse me, slow the descent. We're just led to believe that now nah, they hit the car. It's all good. You want to know why it's all good? Well, because he's Batman. He's Batman. He's Batman. He's Batman. I know. I know. But in a movie that when in doubt, is so good. <laughs> it's like that, that scene just uh, when in doubt. It's always bothered me. It's Batman. Okay. It's all good. Hey, college football's back. College football. Hawks are one to know. Yes. Congrats. My Hawks are one to know. They about to be two and zero. Oklahoma. All you Cyclone fans in the back. Oklahoma made the other team's head coach contemplate his life choices. Did you see that video? I did not see that. I felt so bad. Oh, dear. One of his players is, like, consoling him on the sidelines. The coach is just yep. like this, just devastated. Who was Oklahoma even playing? Arkansas State. It's right. like, well, dude, come you on. No, you know what's going to happen. You know what the end is? Oh. You're here for the paycheck. You poor guy. It's okay. Yeah. You'll get the next one. No. You weren't meant to beat Oklahoma. No, you got to have your expectations properly 
oriented. Just like me as an Iowa football fan, when Iowa scores 24 points, I'm like, what a bonanza. This is great. Everybody else around the country is going, huh. How about how about enough. Colorado knocking off TCU? I and having four wide receivers go for over a hundred yards, because that's insane. This is exhibit not A, but however much you can extend the alphabet. So let's say it's exhibit D23. Okay. Wait, no, that's a Disney thing. Crap. Uh, let's say G8. I feel like I need to pick something else. Rats. H1. H1. I think you sunk my battleship. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Good one. Whatever it is, this is why I don't gamble. Because I would have bet. I was Anybody that asked me of my opinion of Colorado from the end of this year, they're going to win two games. Max. They're already halfway there. They're probably going to get a little more than two. They look. Like I said, minimum six and six, but if... Uh, I would have lost all the monies on that. All but my gosh, dude, they looked... Yeah, yeah, they did. And part of what's fascinating with college football is this happens every year where week one, you have two opponents that play each other. You expect them to be good. One looks good. One looks a little bit better. And then as this course of the season unfolds, often one or both of those teams winds up being... Not at all what they were hyped up to be, right? Maybe perfectly fine, maybe bowl eligible, but not a top 25 team, for the, example. So who knows what TCU really is? The ranking system's dumb. This it's it, it this. doesn't it it's dumb. Yep. I think it's a poor, poor way to do things. Well, there's no doubt. But then again, we could go on and on and on about how the NCAA doesn't make sense, but right. then this would become a sports podcast and well. Yeah, there's already enough of those. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're here for bigger and better things. So yeah. let's get into those bigger and better things. Yeah. Speaking of which, also Hawks, not to be 2-0, oh, Hawks by a million. You better believe it. Calling it right now. Again, this is why I don't bet, because I could very well be wrong. <laughs> Iowa State didn't look too bad. It's fine. It's Although, fine. Hey, this is the first time I've seen them play you and I, and they didn't play down at you and I's level. I was like, that is rare. Guys. That is rare. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. It's a bummer for me, but. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure you were a good sport with the whole thing. Oh yeah. Good for you. You never got to worry about me in that department. No. Good on you. Good on you. What would you like to discuss, Riles? Jeez, what just isn't a sports I'm, pod? I'm not going to say, what's even going on? Nothing. Yeah, not a, not a lot. We got to make stuff up. A lot of delays. Lots of delays <laughs> because of the writer's strike still going on. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, it's not uh, and, uh, I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's going to last a lot longer than people think. Yeah, I agree. That's okay. It gives us a chance to make crap up. Basically, uh, debut or audition, as it were, as writers. Here we are. Oh, Creative geniuses. We've been saying it all well, along. Well, we no can't, one's listening. Well, technically, we can't audition because then we would be banned from ever doing it legitimately. Mm, interesting. Okay. Because that's how the writer's strike works. So oh, that's vicious. So we can't we can't uh, hop the picket line. Let's just make a podcast. Yeah. It's probably good. For okay. Yeah. I don't want to stick to our lane. I don't want to ruin it too far for lane. now. When Fine. when the, when it drops, when when the strike drops, mm-hmm. then I think we throw our hats in the rings. Yep, we've got great ideas. Okay, love it. Well, let's let's give some of the good but not best ideas for this. Perfect, pod. perfect, great. Perfect. Yep, yep, yep. That's great. What do you got? What would you like to discuss, my friend? Well, do you want do you want you your topic or you want me to do my th- my thing? 
Okay. I do. I'm excited about your topic. You share with me. I'm stoked. Well, we'll get into my shenanigans, but let's let's start. We don't ever really ever talk about what's going on currently in comics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this segment. Yeah. Segment. We're getting into TV show as we smoke. I'm calling it just comics because where else? Where else but comics? Right. Right. So I picked two Marvel. I picked two DC and I picked one random one which is that's great which is ninja turtles one so that's that's the vibe we're going for well, okay so this first one we'll, we'll just go marvel to dc to ninja yep. turtles okay yep. this first one and i just want your opinion on good idea okay bad yeah, idea bad idea or that's just out there Ooh, okay you know good weird. bad or just freaking weird badass yeah ass weird Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Number one. Okay, now let me set the scene. This yep. happened in the recent Spider-Man. Okay. okay. And you okay. know, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard of Zeb Wells' run not do, being so good. Have you heard those rumors? Honestly, I haven't. I'm fairly out of the loop with recent stuff. I, I tend to be a looper of sorts. Speaking of loops, I, I kind of just loop around the old, so to speak, stuff that I that I enjoy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So this So Zeb Wells the, authoring Spider-Man and his and then the artist is John Romita Jr. Jr. who yeah. I think I've expressed I'm you not a fan like John of his Jr. art for Spider-Man, for Spider-Man at least, which he he has such a unique distinct style that I think your personal preference there completely fair because his unique style is only going to work for some characters in some instances. Yeah, because like Worldbreaker Hulk, mm-hmm. wasn't that him? Mm-hmm. And that wasn't too bad? No, that's good. So, that's good. It's just not my, my not my style. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah, it's Zeb well, boxy. It's, it's very, yeah, very strange. Ruffle Wolverine. Fair enough. Anyway. Now, I don't know if this is within Zeb Well's run. I think it might be. But, Wait, one more thing. Should be pointed out that John Romita Sr., is the artist that did the Lord's work at crafting the iconic, like when you picture what Spider-Man looks like in your mind, or you see Spider-Man comics during their original run or runs, that's John Romita Sr. And his style is very different from Junior's. Very, very much more, I'm just going to call it traditional. It's good. It's really stinking solid. Junior is... uh, Again, he's an acquired taste is probably the best way to describe him. But senior, there, so there's some legacy going on here on the artistic side. I find it fascinating that Junior chose to jump in. Yeah, so Zeb Wells, his run has not been... Well-received. Well-received. Because... Uh, because uh, Wells, not well. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, because, like, before he picked it up, they set Spider-Man up for getting married to Mary Jane again. Like they set it up for everybody. They love Spider. Like it set him off in a good spot. Okay, that can last. Immediately yes. afterwards, yes. The next issue, his first issue, death. He's like pregnancy Mary- scares. He, he made it so everybody hates Spider-Man, sure. and everybody's like, "Why?" Wait, he made, he made Spider-Man like not villain, not necessarily a villain, right? But he unlikable. Made- Harry, they're, they're, they're like, everybody's out to get him. And it shows why Mary Jane, like, left him and all this stuff. Oh. She gets left in a different dimension. He's gone for a day. For her, that's six years in this other dimension. Oops. And she falls in love with another guy. And they wow. have two children. Uh-oh. It's all weird. Uh-oh. Super weird. Okay? So, anyways. 
Norman Osborn, good guy right now. That's the only guy that Keats getting along with is Norman Osborn. That's okay? messed up. So that, that's just messed up because for some reason they are dealing with people from hell. Okay, they uh, sure as a Spider-Man does. So it was Ben Riley's girlfriend who went into a villain. Riley's still around. The okay. clone Spider-Man. Yeah, he's now a villain now too. Oh, it's boy. a whole thing. So. Uh, trust me, when I get there, it's great. No, so, this is great. So it's his girlfriend. I think she's called like Hollow's Eve or something. I'm not, again, not even 100% sure. Some of these facts could be wrong. So don't fight me too mad. Jamie okay? Garcia. So anyways, she's down there with Craven. Uh-huh. Their objective is to turn Norman back into the Green Goblin. Okay. So they get this spear and okay. pretty much this spear has all the sins of the Goblin. So the idea is... Craven stabs. Spear, I like that. Yes, Craven stabs Gob- Gobby yep. with the Goblin Spear, turns yep. him back into Green Goblin. Great. That's the idea, the premise. Big fan. And Big fan. Bad things happen. Stab him. Bad things happen. Uh-huh. So here's 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 the thought process. Okay. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Peter Parker stepping in front of that spear to save Norman oh, Osborn? No. Oh. And then there's a there is a, an image oh, no. of Peter cackling. Like the Green Goblin oh. and Craven running for his life because he realizes he done messed up. Oh no! And the next issue, he's back in the black suit, hunting Craven the Hunter. Where's the button that I hit to select sweaty ass? Like for for this idea, where where is that? I need buttons in front of me. I need a good, <laughs> I need a badass, sweaty ass, and. I gotta get away from the the butt metaphors. Good, not good, and just plain weird. It's not good. It's not good. No, no. You don't want to see Spider Man go on a on a villain tear. No, it, it's to me. It's it's a very not original concept to literally make the hero his arch his or her arch nemesis. I just well, he's had the suit that weird goblin esque suit for a little while now too. So it's kind of like. Huh. No, not not even like I don't even hear that and go. That's weird. I hear that and go. That's just a bad idea. That's that's been done before to have a have a hero become literally his most feared villain. Like they did it most recently, as far as I know, with Batman, where they had him become like the Joker of sorts, or maybe it was the inverse of that. The Joker became Batman. Still, it's like why? Why? Well, now that I think about it, didn't they kind of do that in House of M? Wasn't House of M Spider Man like they? He's living life as a mutant, but he's not really a mutant. Yeah, and then he was, like he wasn't just a flat out villain, though. No, no, but like he had like a split personality kind of thing. And then when he was like, I think that was found when, out he was yeah. a Green Goblin as well, or something like that. I don't remember that from House of M. Yeah, to be to be really honest with you, I'd love to throw you a bone and say yes, but I can't in good conscience do it. I'm so sorry. Either yeah. way, either way, Mister Wells, what are we doing here? It's not what we want to see. You don't want to see Peter Parker become the Green Goblin. He's Peter Parker. By all means, pile adversity on the guy. That's why he's there. But but don't, don't abuse the privilege of writing the Spider-Man character and say, what if I just made him Green Goblin? Yeah, don't. There's a reason that you don't do that. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. What do you think? If it was executed decent, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's great. But like, it's, it's just like. I don't know. I've seen Spidey go through so much crap. Yep. 
So much, so much garbage. Like, dude just doesn't ever get a break. We've talked about this on this podcast before. And like, I don't know. I don't know how whoever picks up after Zeb, like, picks up the pieces for this. And it's like, here, like, how can we redeem him? Because that, that, that's where it almost comes off as it's yeah. like, you're trying to make it so feels like you're trying to make it where he's irredeemable. Right. And he's not going to ever be able to come back under the limelight. No, no it, it's not a good idea. The, the way that you could make it work is he gets hit by the spear. He's trying to save Norman, which, first of all, I'm okay. I'm more interested in that kind of a sacrifice play if Norman is his bad self, right? Like, that's more noble of Peter Parker to save Norman Osborn if they're not weirdly friends. That's that's my take on that aspect of it. But then from there, let's say he gets hit by, you know, the goblin, in this case, spear. Let's call it a goblin toxin. It would be more compelling to me if there was a race against time of, hey, you're going to turn into, like, your mind, your body, as it metabolizes this toxin, you're going to start turning into a goblin character. Right. And so we need to find the antidote as quickly as possible before that happens. And by we, I mean, hey, in this case, whoever Peter Parker's uh, allies would be. But for him to just get hit by a spear, it's like, oh, goblin. I still find that. I don't find that compelling. I think for me, too, it would have been cool to see him fight it off mm-hmm. because that's kind of like his thing. Sure. Like his resilience. Yeah. Is kind of up there and watching him try to fight it off, maybe not being able to, and then having Norman step in to be like, hey, uh, here's how you conquer it, because that's what I've been doing. Right. I've been holding it back. Yeah. Uh, And it can work in the sense where you can use it as like if it's an alternate take on the character, right? Like the Batman who laughs is or once was Bruce Wayne, Batman absorbed the Joker toxin, got twisted into this combination of the Joker and Batman and became a tremendous villain for our world's Batman. But that's the whole point. He came from a different world. He's an alternate take on the character and he's used as the villain anyway, not as, you know, not as a hero getting twisted. So I just, yeah, nope, bad, bad. There's my vote. One bad so far. Yeah. So it was Queen Goblin. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking. I was just I just want to confirm that it was Zeb Wells and it is Zeb Wells. So, yeah, yes, uh, it looks like they sw- switched some of the art, though. But either way, it was Zeb Wells. So, yes. But yeah, way to go, Zeb. You had your chance and you blew it. I think there's another Spider-Man run going on by I'll say. Nick Spencer. Somebody that just did, or Dan Slot might have picked it back up. Somebody picked okay. it back up. I don't remember. So there's sure. two. But anywho, so that, was, that was number one. Okay. okay. Here's another one. one. Love a, it. A more fun one. Okay. A less depressing, more fun. Yep. Tony Stark and Emma Frost are getting married. Say that again. Tony Stark. Yes. And Emma Frost getting married. Tony Stark, Emma Frost getting married. I, I'm going to just say weird. Uh, I don't, yeah, weird, weird is right here. I'm not a huge fan of, uh, in comics, comic marriages, 
right? Because they're rarely they're rarely done for the sake of any actual beneficial storytelling. They don't stick either. No, they don't. They don't. Unless it's the Richards. It's there, but there you go. Right, there are exceptions. So, yep, yep. Reading Sue Richards, good, uh, good example. But no, in general, comic book marriages are there just to be broken up, right? It's kind of like a comic book death. Like they die so they can come back. So in uh, Tony and Emma Frost, uh, weird, weird combo. Weird combo. That's where I'm at with it. What about you? I think that's just a different definition of a power couple. Sure. Like you, they're both just smart in their own ways, except I trust Emma less. But I... From from what it sounded like, it was going to be like a political thing. I don't know, but I I know yeah. that Iron Man Tech got involved with some Sentinels recently, so that might be also part of it. And also, I believe they are bringing back the Illuminati, and I think she's going to be taking the place of Professor X in the Illuminati. So it looks like they're just going to be together quite a bit. So you might as well just have them married. Here's my question: Right after the X Men got put through the wood chipper uh, back in the early 2010s with House of M taking mutants all but entirely out of Marvel Comics. How can you not, like, restore them in a better way? This doesn't feel like, hey, we brought mutants, like, we reintroduced them in a way that's more compelling or better. This just feels weird. Uh, what, you didn't like them giving getting their own country? No. And then... Also no, getting defeats the purpose of being mutants, and then no, also defeats get, the symbolism of mutants. And then they, but they also got Mars, and then they uh, renamed Mars. Total miss, total off brand. Like the whole, the whole point of mutants, it's a symbolic thing, right? It's obviously mutations that provide these superpowers. Like this is all fiction, so duh. The whole point of mutants and the reason why they've been so compelling for so long in Marvel comics is that they are relatable in the sense that they live within our community, right? Just like we all do. And at different points, most of us at different points in our lives, feel like outsiders feel a little bit uh, odd or like we don't fit in. That is the mutant burden in Marvel comics is they're weird, gifted, but weird. And so to take them out of society and go, you know what? Here you go. Here's your own country. In fact, here's Mars. What? It's just, that's not what they're there for. You're missing an opportunity. It's like you're automatically just neutering the natural conflict that should be a part of mutant characters. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be tense. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. Fair enough. So it's weird. Fair enough. It's weird. And, uh, yeah, last thought on that. I feel like Tony and Emma, if they ever had a child, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the most arrogant person oh, unlikable. Ever, unlikable. ever born. Immediately in modern comics. Like, you have Damien Wayne, right? Let's do it. Would you? Yeah. The kid would just destroy him in the arrogant department. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think of Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, and what's so great about that fit is that it is so easy to recognize that, wow, look at how much better off Tony is with Pepper in his life. She keeps him grounded. Yes. He needs her. Emma is like the female version of Tony. 
and vice versa. So this is this is bad. There's no you know, nobody's complimenting each other with their particular personalities. It's just uh it's more of the same. It's not good. It's not good. I just I love all the different women that they pair Tony up with in the comics. It's oh it's just how does he not have like just how is he not dead? <laughs> from <laughs> from all his exes? Yes. Yes, from either being killed by an ex or having an STD that's just causing him to shrivel up and die. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's a question that could be asked of many, many a comic book character. It's like, wait a minute. <clears throat> How are things not worse for you? I, well, see, at least Wolverine's got his healing factor. I think Correct. That, I think that kicks in for that, that STD department. <laughs> right. But, right. But it's like, promiscuity. It's... Still morally shady, but it's like, well, super shady. You're, uh, you're safe at least. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. I took us down a weirder path. No, Get us out of no, there. That's great. Get us out. So here are the two DC ones. Okay. Yeah. First of all, uh, there is a new character introduced okay. to be the antithesis okay. to Doctor Fate. Ooh. And for all, I, all I've seen is Amanda Waller was involved. And the name of this character... Zack Snyder's favorite character, Amanda Waller. Yes. <laughs> and the name of this character is Dr. Hate. Oh, no. Oh, I was ready to embrace it. And then the name. That's terrible branding. Oh, it's... But for a Dr. Fate adversary, because it gives Dr. Fate, like, great more to do, but... but... Let me just show you a picture of Dr. Hate. Now, he looks badass. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But the name, the name is terrible. It's like the reverse Flash. It's just a bad, a bad name. Great villain, terrible branding. I'm the reverse Flash. Instant, instantly discredited. Like you instantly lose. Yes. So, her, her Amanda Waller's plan is to eliminate all metahumans. Mm-hmm. Using Doctor Hate as her weapon. Huh. The Nightmare Stone and the Helmet of Hate have the potential to create powerful creatures and unleash devastating forces. See, that's okay. Like, you can have the Nightmare Stone. You can even have the Helmet of Hate, but you can't... You can't call yourself Dr. Hate. Do better. It's 2023. We can brand better than that. It's a great look. Yeah. But no, you're not Dr. Hate. Jeez. So bad. Oh. So we're at bad. Unfortunate. Should have been good too. We're at bad, weird, and now bad. bad. Okay. Yeah. Now let me think. In in fairness, whenever I, I believe this, whenever someone says, "Hey, that idea is not good," easy to do that. Easy to throw the stone. Now what I need to do is go. Okay. Well, what should the name of the character be? Right. I I don't think it should have doctor in it at all. Like Doctor Fate is just. No. It's just it's, there. He should be a professor. There you. Okay, Professor. I'm thinking of like thinking of Doctor Strange, right? The the yeah. parallel character here in excuse me, Marvel Comics, and he's battling characters like Mephisto. That's great. It's not Doctor Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Sure. That's fantastic. Uh, Mordo, not Doctor Mordo. Mordo. So you're saying drop the doctor? Drop, yeah, absolutely. So it should just be drop the doctor. It, here's if, I if, am if, hate. If it was hate, that would be better. Okay. That'd be better. Now. I still don't think that's great, but it's better than Dr. Hate. That's just silly. Um, it's pretty corny. It is. It's like 1950s corny is what uh, that is. I know. How did that get through the 
Mr.'s room. We're like, yep. Yes. Stamp of approval. We're a big, big fan. Like, there, there's such an opportunity there to create, like, an individual brand that has nothing to do with doctor or the fate, hate thing. You know, create another Mephisto. Create a, you know, an Etrigan. You know, I think of Etrigan the Demon. It's like, that's phenomenal branding. Right. Phenomenal. Do something along those lines. Like, take some time. Think through it. I'm going to keep thinking through it as we go through here. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. My other one. My other one now. Yes. So you have Mr. Mixelpillig, right? Yep. From Superman. Yep. Okay, Batman has... Weird character. Yes. Batman has Batmite. Yeah. Right? His own fourth dimensional imp. Yeah. Nightwing got his own fourth dimensional imp. Really? Yes. Called Nightmite. Oh, dear. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) And Shazam Uh is getting his own... It called Shazamite. How have these adversaries carried over? Like, how have they been allowed to continue existing? So it's weird. My whole thing is, everybody has a fourth dimensional imp. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. Exactly. Why do you need an imp that's from the fourth dimension? Like the one with Superman works really, really well because mm-hmm. it's like it's such a strong juxtaposition of like you see Superman, you go, "Oh, this guy should automatically win always." Yeah. You see, I can't even pronounce his name. Jamie Garcia. What's his name? Jaime. Oh, no, not, sorry. But, Mr. Mixelpidelic or whatever. Mr. Right. Mr. Mr. M. Mixelpidelic. Mixie. Right. However you want to say it. Right, Mr. Mixie. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at him and he's just not physically imposing at all. The fact yeah. that he has the fourth dimensional abilities. So that's a good juxtaposition. That's a good. And he just stinks around with him. Right. Right. Just messing with Superman. And then yes. Batman, and then Batman's is just cheat codes. And then Batman's is just the biggest Bat Batman fan ever. That's incredible. So like okay. every I other Batman that. fan, yeah, that's like his thing. He's like, <laughs> it's Batman, and he freaks out that it's Batman. So I can't vouch for the other two, but those are the 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 original two fourth dimensional limbs. Okay, okay. It's just it's weird that Nightwing and Shazam got one, and yet because technically it should have been a Wonder Woman next. Yeah. Okay. So, so Freaking imp. Where, where's that one at? Weird. Oh, totally weird. Yeah. Just weird, and and permanently weird. Also, like I don't think that can ever be a badass or a good, or even a bad. It's just weird. It's just strange. It's it's hard to strongly dislike and go, oh, that's bad. It's just weird. Yeah. Fair very weird. Very weird. Okay. This last one is Ninja Turtles. Love Did it. you hear of the last Ronin comic yes. book that was coming out? Yes. So you you know about that where it was. One turtle survived. The other three died. Wasn't it Raphael that survived? No. Really? No. No. Leonardo? No. Do you want to know? Yes. Yeah. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Uh, Michelangelo. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, very much not expected. Yeah. Would have been my third or fourth choice. Probably fourth. Fourth choice. I I would have guessed Donatello had survived before Michelangelo. See, for me... I guess Michelangelo first because I was like, really? well, oh, okay. People won't believe me probably, but I was like, Leonardo and Raph are too obvious. Sure. Like I feel like those are the obvious choices. Raph especially. And, right. Yeah. And then Donatello or Mikey, and I was like, who would have a bigger like? Oomph? Yeah. It was them. And I was like, it's got to be Michelangelo. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So, anyways. Okay. So Mikey's alive. The other three are toast. Yeah. Still spoilers. Uh, at the end of the Last Ronin. Yeah. Mikey dies. Okay. And so terrible. Now they introduced a sequel to that, focusing on two on four new turtles. Oh boy! Trained by 
April and Casey's daughter, Casey, of course. Yeah. Wait, Casey named his daughter Casey? his name? It's either that or Casey died before and then April named their daughter Casey. That would be cool. Okay. Okay, I'm staying with Casey here. Jones down. Yep. As well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Rest in peace, dude. Right. So, yes, the Ninja Turtles names are Yi, Uno, Odin, and Moja, which are all That's awesome. Which are all different languages for the number one. Uno, one. Because Ronin means one, correct? I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not right. I pulled that out of my keister, and that's not right. Ronin is usually with, like, samurais and stuff. Yep. Yep. Okay. You keep going. I'm going to look that up. But yes. So, that was pretty much just the concept. Fascinating. How far? I don't know. I have pictures, though, of what they look like. Sure. Okay, so a Ronin in feudal Japan, a wandering samurai who had no lord or master. So, I'm not far off in terms of the, the one or in the sense of singular, but... Really, I think Ronan is more in reference to no lord, no master. So there's 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 some correlation there. I will say these turtles. I love this idea. I love it. Look a lot cooler and like design because the the original four are like you know just different variations of green, very normal turtle looking. Yep. But that's that's the design of the other four. There you go. Sure. Yeah, a little more obvious personality in there. Okay. Yes. So, mm. And then they all take up the other the other yep. ones yep. Weapons, weapons of course uh-huh. yes so no I'm a big fan of this big fan of this because we're gonna get into into this on the topic that I've chosen for today in uh, in the next segment but I love um, I love the idea of a of a reset and a and a fresh start of sorts right like there's only so much you can do with characters before you do need to reset and so. The fact that they are resetting in the sense of the original turtles are just in the past, and now you have a new set of turtles, I'm all for that because it gives you so much freedom to tell your own story, develop your own personalities for these turtles without completely dismissing the history that fed into uh, this new iteration. So I think that's a really nice balance to strike. You're not tied down by what came before. But you've got, uh, but you nonetheless have it, have it there as a supporter, as a callback to. So I like that. And it's a post-apocalyptic, like, mm-hmm. so it's different. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just them in New York and sure. dealing sure. with normal turtle yep. problems. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I think that's great. No, big fan. But, you? So, you like yeah, it? Look, I'm interested. I would read it. Yep. So. Yep. Last Ronin is on my list of reading. I Once I get back into reading, yeah, <laughs> so you've got uh, you've got me compelled. That's great. So big fan. So we end on a good one. That's great. Okay, no good to end on a good to end on a positive. Yeah, that good segment. Riles. That's just cause comics. Mm-hmm. Just cause comics. Okay, good segment beans. Well, my segment uh, that I will introduce for today is a uh, is a topic of the pot. Okay, so call top of the pot. A little branding there for you. All right, <laughs> that was free of charge. Mm-hmm. And the writer's strike, and I'll start charging immediately. So, top of the <laughs> top of the pod here. Question that I wanted to throw out there for you and I to to kind of chew on, debate, do a little back and forth. Would it be better, okay, 
for the MCU and the DCU. Let's incorporate both of these entities into this discussion to have a predetermined end time for their stories. When, hey, we hit, let's say it's eight years, 10 years, 12 years. At the end of that period, we are resetting. Slate is wiped clean. Characters that, and actors and actors that go, hey, I, I still want to keep playing this character. And the producers are going, we still have more stories to tell with that character and that version of that character could be carried over. Okay, so there's some carryover possibility. But otherwise, the remaining characters, especially when you think about the actors and actresses that most of which are going, hey, I'm ready to do something else with my time, which is totally fair. Now you get a new version of that character, new actor or actress in the role, a new writer, new director taking that character potentially a different direction. Would that be better? Or what we're currently seeing with the MCU in particular, because DC doesn't have its stuff together yet, so we really don't know what they're going to what they're going to be able to pull off. But they haven't successfully done even what the MCU has done. So let's just look at this from the MCU perspective. Is it better to instead try and create this ever-expanding, ever-growing, and yet interconnected world and universe? Which is better? Wipe the slate clean, start over, or no, no, no. Keep building, keep growing off of what you built so far. This is just movies? Yeah, I'm think. well, good question. Great question. I think you can, we can talk movies and comics. So I'm staying very broad with this. Now, the comics that I brought today, I often like to bring comics from my collection because I was just looking through and I'm going, it is ridiculous how many times in comics there's this soft reboot, hmm. right? Where it's like, hey, we're resetting, but well, we're not really committed to the idea. So we, we kind of are, but... We go like 55% in, but 45% is carried over. I mean, DC, okay, in the last 20 years, it's even been that long, has just been silly, Ryle. So, for example, I hold in my hands Infinite Crisis, which we referenced on our previous podcast because it introduced May Reyes, not to be confused with Jamie Garcia, totally different characters, but it introduced Jaime, introduced Jaime, Back in 2005, great character, phenomenal character, but it was one of the most recent DC events. Okay, fine. Well, then bust ahead to Flashpoint in the 2010 range. Whoops, looks like we're resetting things again. Okay, sure, fine. Let's reset everything again. Gotcha. And then prior to... I, I forgot about this. Even in between Infinite Crisis and Flashpoint, you had Final Crisis, which I tried reading that once. No idea what was going on. And fortunately, as I peruse the interwebs, no one knows what was going on with that. So it's helpful. It's always helpful. But then you have a little further down the road. Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing a. Uh, we're going from the New Fifty Two to a rebirth. Well, another soft reboot. Fantastic. To the point where you have. This glorious comic, freaking death metal, which kind of pokes fun at the whole crisis idea. So, in other words, in comics, it's just silly. It's just ridiculous. Every five to six years, it's a, wow, we want to kind of reset things, but what do we want to reset? I don't know. Let's, let's do some of it. Okay, what should it be? 
Let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Perfect. That worked really well last time. Never actually works. It's always confusing. Because comics, right? But in movies, I think the expectation is elevated, as it should be, where if you're going to build this interconnected world, hey, it better make sense. And that's part of what was so magical about the first 10 years of the MCU. It largely connected and made sense. But part of why I ask this question, is there a point that you reach in this storytelling paradigm where you just need to go, you know what, this has been a blast. There's going to be some people that go, oh, you're leaving us wanting more, but we need to genuinely do a hard reset. What say you? If we're talking movies. Let's talk movies. If we're talking movies, I think it... I think now that I'm looking at the MCU, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been more beneficial to call it after Endgame Mm -hmm. and then reset. Now, going further into the future, I think it should have been whether they pick 10 years or 12 years. Right. Max, maybe. I don't know. What, 2008 to 2018? It was 10 years? Yeah, I think... Ten years is what we know has worked before. Right. I could see someone going, hey, we need another couple years. So stretch it out to 12 if you want. Right. Eight would probably be the minimum, 12 the maximum. So somewhere, that's that's the range we'll for say, our, we'll for our say discussion we're using. Yep. I would say if they're going to do that, okay, okay, here's a decade to tell our MCU tell your story. story okay? yeah. I would almost want them to take at least five years off mm-hmm. before doing anything else. Because to me, I think I think the exhaustion is a thing. Okay. I think you can get tired and I think you can get worn out. And I think that five years gives you a refresh and you can take that five years and you can plan out different things and at least get your story taken care of and then get your actors and actresses within the next two years. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you yep. don't have a break in between the the two I feel like it starts running together and some people are going to be like, wait, is this new or is this somehow connected to the old stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But that is my thought process on live action. Right. Right. Now animated. If they wanted to do like three comic book accurate. Yep. Like animated films. Yeah. And it followed the book. And it's two and a half hours long. Right. And you throw that on. You can keep those together forever because mm-hmm. I'm not going to care if you recast a voice actor. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. care a lot less because you're able to make that Batman look like that Batman for as long as you want. Yep. So to the, me. Yeah. The look is protected. The sound may alter a bit, but there's rarely like a dramatic shift. Right. In one Batman voice actor to another, say Superman, Green Lantern, so on and so forth. Unless you are the the late great Kevin Conroy, but yep. Outside of that, yep. it's like, I mean, Jensen Ackles was Batman recently, mm-hmm. animated wise, and mm-hmm. I he nailed it. I agree from what I've heard. Yep. So it's like, I don't know. For me, if I would love to see that happen with an animated like taken. To the level of across the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. and 
they literally were like, you know what? Let's animate Civil War. Bam. And it's actually comic accurate Civil War and not MCU Civil War. Mm -hmm. I say take your shot. I think that's easy money. Even if you do follow the comic. Because that's what I'm going to go see. I I want to actually see the comic book word for word. I want it accurate. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I this is gonna be the second time that I reference the Dark Knight on on this particular pod. I remember watching the Dark Knight and the iconic line. First time I heard it of, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I remember hearing that line for the first time and it didn't sink in. I thought, I'm not totally sure what they're going for here. Now in the just very strict boundary of the movie. It's in reference to Harvey Dent, where when we're first introduced to his character, he's this beloved district attorney. By the end of the movie, by the end of the story, he's been twisted into a literal villain. Okay, fine. And there's some there's some metaphor there for, for Batman as well, right? He's been well regarded during his initial run as Batman, but eventually he takes on the burden of Harvey's crimes and is viewed as a villain. Where I'm going with this, okay, is that I think the same thing has taken place, the same infection has set in for the MCU in the sense that they've been around for too long trying to prop up what has now become a cumbersome storytelling apparatus. Now, here's what's wild. Here's what I mean. We could not have known that until they actually tried to pull it off, right? So when Endgame wraps in 2018, all of us, all of us collectively are going more. Keep feeding us. This is great. Give us more stories in this universe. Let's keep seeing these characters, right? Well, fast forward several years down the road and we're going, this is rough. This has not gone well. I wish you guys would have wrapped things up in 2018. But had they done that, imagine the riots. But imagine like how devastating that would have been if they'd said, you know what? Guys, I'm sorry, but but we're done. We're going to do a reset. I, I don't think it would have been well received. However, now that the experiment has played out, we know that that's probably what should have been done is they should have just cut it off and said, it's time to start fresh. And even with fresh characters, like I don't, for example, I like what you're saying about, hey, give yourselves a five-year break. I think that's impossible in the sense that movies still need to be made and they still want to make money. But I also think it's possible if you simply use other characters in those five-year transition periods. Because think of all the Marvel characters that we didn't see in the first 10 years. Shang-Chi, you can still bring him in. That's great. Bring Shang-Chi in. That's fantastic. Bring in the Fantastic Four. Bring in the X-Men. And then, five years down the road, then you can start sprinkling in, hey, here's the new version of a Captain America. Here's a new version of Tony Stark, right? That gives you the the time to, to process beyond what has been iconic portrayals of those characters and embrace new portrayals. But I, I also think it's inevitable that new portrayals happen. I mean, look at what we've seen with Batman, with Superman, heck, even with Wonder Woman's character, right? DC's done this. 
Marvel just hadn't gotten their movie crap together enough to do it with anybody but Spider-Man. Even Spider-Man, we've already seen three different Spider-Men, and yet how glorious was it when we saw the most recent Spider-Man movie and we got Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in that movie. That was great. So it gives you those opportunities where if you want to throw a little bone, if you want to throw a call out or a call back to what once was, you can still do that. I mean, Flash did it too. Hmm. Yes. Oh, terribly. I did it terribly. You incorporate Nicolas Cage. It's Now we're just making fun. Now, now we're not even trying to pay homage. Now we're just being silly. So I, I, think, I think you're right. I think you got to be careful not to have the next version of that character butt up against the previous version. There does need to be time that passes. But now that we know what we know, I would love it. I, I would genuinely be refreshed at this point if Marvel said, listen, we're going to play this current string out over the next several years. We're too far down the road with the, the storytelling, the, the shots, the commitments. We're going to play out this Kang saga, and then we're just starting over. That's great. And then moving forward, they set up this paradigm of, hey, we're going to do this break, do this reset every so often just to free themselves from the unnecessary burden. Because look at what else we've seen. Not only do actors and actresses want to move on and do other things, so do directors. Right? They want to make other movies. Right. That's great. So open the, you know, allow a new director to come in and not be automatically burdened by, hey, so you not only have the challenge, which is immense, of making a solid movie that makes sense in and of itself, but you have to somehow figure out how to tie it in all of these other stories and movies that came before you that you had no part of making. I think that's an unfair ask. And we see it play out in comics. So if you want to know, huh, I wonder how that's going to go, trying to just tie all these decades together. It doesn't go well. It does not make sense. It's cumbersome. It's awkward. We as the fans end up losing. So I think really we just need to say, you know what? Be done. I, I, I'd rather be left wanting more than seeing more and going, and you know what? Never mind. Right. I wish I didn't get what I, I wish I didn't get what I asked for. That actually wasn't very fulfilling at all. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. And I wonder if we're not getting there. Miley, I wonder if the MCU is not trending in that direction. Oh, I think Secret Wars is your reboot. Like after Secret Wars, I think you see a soft reboot. I think they, I think you get in Secret Wars. I think you get one final goodbye to everybody, and then I think after that, it sets it up for the new stuff. And it's here's the Fantastic Four, here's the X Men, here's the new Avengers. Yep, have fun. Totally agree. Totally agree. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody was new. Yeah, and, and I wish comics would do this too. Right, We've talked so many times on so many different pods about how much we enjoy alternate universe takes in comics, how refreshing they are, how they get to break new ground. We get to see sides of characters we didn't get to see before. I do wish comics would do that, quite frankly. Now, I think you could stretch the time frame out much longer. You could say every 20 years because it just takes longer to write and make that comic story. That's fine. Do the reset. Like This is just silly when we're trying to because it's impossible. And so it never makes sense. You just have to like close your eyes almost all the way and go, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna believe it. I'm just gonna buy into it. 
here's here's my thing when it comes to like comics because I you know I read manga and anime yes watch anime and what's great about those is it's one writer doing mm-hmm. all of it mm-hmm. for as long as it exists and it's that person love or hate now normally they do a great job because yep. it's just a book yep. that happens to be art as well yep. they do all of it it's a the good ones they last it's right. great right comic books you don't get that they're constantly changing the writers which i get that some people want a break so if, for me i would almost want 10 to 15 years yeah the editor is the editor for 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. and the caretaker of that right character. and they assign yep. Certain characters yep. to specific individuals, yep. and that individual that is their character they are in charge of. Right, and then if crossovers happen or anything like that, they go to the other person that yep. that person is in charge of. So you have one person in charge of Spider-Man. Yep. Now, for the smaller characters, you can have one writer in charge of a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me because some people are going to get that variance. But yep, I, that's what I would want. That way there is a right. solid cohesion for 10 to 12 years and it all makes sense. And then right. you do your big universe reboot. Yeah. And then instead of the golden age and the silver age, it's this is the that person's era of of, of comics. And you can even like if you're going, well, how do we not like how do we not treat it as though we're just dismissing what came before? Literally just set it up on its own universe. Right? Like, say, hey, this is universe, you know, Marvel likes to call their primary universe the 616 universe. Right? That's great. Start with 616. Hey, look, this is 617. It's a 618. Well, look at how... Why why not do it that way? So 616 kind of lives in this permanent capsule in time. And if you want to call back to it, you can do that, right? As the writer of universe 618, but you're not bound to it either you don't have to do you don't have to go okay what did they do back then i need to remember that and try and incorporate it here mm, but i want to tell a different story well that writer 10 years ago didn't have any like they weren't keeping me in mind as to what i would want right. to do that's just a gross burden to try and bear well and look at i think a prime example of this is look at how well the ultimate universe for marvel was received with brian michael bendis right that was his baby yep yeah. If I remember correctly, he did mostly all of the stuff. I mean, obvi- I know he did Spider-Man throughout the whole thing. Right. But I think he did the Avengers run as well. Yes. Yep. So, the Ultimates, yep. the Ultimate Universe, everybody loved it. Yep. Well, it was well received. Spider-Man, all very well received. Spider-Man for sure was like, yep. this is like the best yeah. version of Spider-Man ever. Yeah, it didn't conclude well, I recall. Uh but as a whole, the concept and the execution was really well received. Like a lot of things, it didn't quite stick the landing, but it was 95% of the way there. And then the last 5% was a rough. Me personally, like if I were to do my own, like, yep. Theoretically. Right. I would almost, for me, I would just have characters age normally. Mm-hmm. And then. 20 years down the line, instead of you having to kill a, well, you could kill a character off, but they just age out and you can, you can kill them off in the next generation. And then that next generation 
is huh. is different because guess what? You're still getting that character, but yeah. it's a different take on the character. Yeah. And nobody's going to be pissy at you no. for ruining Spider-Man when it's not Peter Parker anymore. And it's right. and it's his daughter, uh, Mayday. There you go. Right? Yeah. Like, I think that's what's really cool about DC with their legacy characters. You have you have three or four different flashes. Yeah. Like, you have... Yep. You have the old man. Yep. You got okay. Jay Garrick. Yep. You have Jay Garrick. There it is. Yep. Then you have yep. Barry. Yep. And then you have Wally. Wally. And that is... Each of those flashes are someone else's flash. Right. And they're different right. in their own life. generation you grew up in. And they're all well-beloved. Yes. So to me, it's yeah. like, that's not a bad idea either. Correct. Because then you're Correct. like, okay, we're giving you a flash, but this is your different flash. This is your own flash. You do whatever you want. It doesn't yeah. affect any of the other flashes. That's a, that's a great point. Like, if you're going, well, I want to keep the same universe. Okay, well, then let people actually age. Or die. And instead I of them coming dead. back, they stay dead. Right. And if they do come back, yep. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. Blackest Night, yeah. I think, is a prime example of them bringing back characters correctly. Because sure. they just sure. throw, throw a wrench in everything. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. There. I do think in its own sense, so that's going to take a certain level of foresight. But I also think we can look at, you can look at the Star Wars universe. What's been the hardest to receive and receive well? It's been the sequel trilogy, right? That's been all over the place. And yet you've had phenomenal, phenomenal runs with The Mandalorian, which has been really well received. Andor, which was great. So you have a sequel and then you have a prequel. I mean, you have these new characters. You're not burdened by, hey, we have to tell a Skywalker story. You don't. And that is the burden. That, that, that is the burden is. that Star Wars did. Is absolutely they, is. they felt like they had to be connected to the Skywalkers. And they already nailed the story and they should have moved on. Well, and here's the deal with that. Yep. If they really wanted to do a sequel series, they should have done it when they did the prequels yes. and it should have, and should have brought Mark yep. Hamill back. Yep. That's what they should have done and they waited yep. too dang long. Yep. And then, I don't, and don't get me wrong. If they would have done that, we wouldn't have gotten Hayden Christensen and <laughs> Ewan McGregor. So I'm glad they didn't because... Some good came from this. Oh my gosh. Ewan, Ewan McGregor not being Obi-Wan would have been a nightmare. It's a void in your life you never would have known existed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So... Yeah. I totally agree. But, I mean... But I think that's a parallel, right? Where you can go, wait a minute. When we free ourselves from the shackles, from that burden of what well, we have to tell, like, this character's story. Well, you know... You free yourself up to tell other characters very compelling stories. And yes, those characters benefit from the world that was introduced by those original characters, but you don't need to you don't need to be burdened by that. That can be the support, the building block that it was intended to be. I think a lot of what it comes down to is just laziness. Like, oh, I don't know how to tell an original story. I'm just gonna kind of sort of steal from the past, right? Right. You need to create your own character, you need to create your own story. Because that is where the richness comes in. And that's what made those characters like Luke Skywalker. That's what made his character phenomenal to begin with. But if you're going to bring back a legacy character, they better be that character. Because if it's Luke Skywalker just taking his lightsaber and chucking it behind him and being done with life, that's not Luke Skywalker. When his whole thing was hope, hope, hope throughout the entire original trilogy. Yep. And then you butcher because that's when that that's where the issues lied with I the agree. sequels. Is I agree. They butchered his character. I agree. It was like a retcon. Yep, I agree. But 
and why the prequels ended up working later on down the line mm-hmm. because they weren't well received at the beginning. No, but except number three was. But sure. it almost felt like Anakin was a completely different character than Darth Vader. Yeah, because he was. Yeah, and you watched the turn. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll be fascinated. I maybe this is too hopeful. But I, I really do. A reset of some kind is coming. Of that, I'm, I'm confident. I just hope that when the reset comes, it's a hard enough reset. And maybe in that sense, it's these movies right now to be received very well. So that when the reset comes, the producers can go. We're not really sacrificing much. People aren't a fan of these, so let's just start over, right? As opposed to what would have been very difficult, if not impossible, at the time of Endgame to go, all right, well, we told a great story for 10 years. Hey, everybody, we know you love these characters. But we're just, we're going to reset. We're going to start over. I think now that you've had a taste of both, I think there's more, I think there's a genuine opportunity, and I hope it's not missed, to do a reset um, and to just free free us from this burden of what we have to tie into these things from now 15 years ago and 20 years ago. It's like, you don't. What was so great about those original stories is they were free from those shackles. They were able to tell their own story with their own characters. They didn't have to reference these dozens of things to the point where it just became cumbersome. That's one of my least favorite things about comics is that the story becomes less about the story itself and becomes more about well, what can we call back to? What can we reference? That's why I'm reading it. I'm reading it for something new. I want a different new story, a different new take on the character. I don't want callbacks. You can just go read the old comic. If that's, right. that's what I want, you can reference it once, but then let's move on. Let's tell our own story here. And that's I think that's really what Marvel and DC need to do so as dc kind of embarks on this reset of their own which is more because of a well you blew it you blew it you blew it okay new guy next guy mr gun can you please save us they need to this can be the challenge for them because i do think that james gunn is going to be most successful out of all the dc mind you low bar of all the dc iterations we've had so far i think he's going to be most successful the challenge for dc is going to come 12 years from now where they've got some genuine, tangible success, can they let it go and say, okay, now we need to reset, or are they going to repeat this mistake by Marvel and go, oh, we, we can't reset it, we can't abandon this, we got to keep, keep piling on, keep piling on until it just gets too heavy and folds in on itself. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's just when, with the new iterations... You just hope that they at least keep the characters, their Correct. core characters. Yep. That That's the only thing I request. Yeah. It's like. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Spider-Man. That's what Spider-Man PS4 did phenomenally. Yeah. Like, yes, it's its own take on Spider-Man, but it's still Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's where. Here's the deal. That's where I think. You want to talk TV shows? That's where I think TV shows could have their heyday is do alt takes. On the characters, right? If you're going, hey, we can't, we have this writer come up to us with this really killer idea. Great. Do it as a TV show. Not as the live action. The live action is that core version of that character. You want something that's alt. 
with that in the TV show, that's where I think you can you can then have your TV shows, right, that these studios want to have. That's great. That's where you have that playground. I think there will be enough of a niche for it amongst fans where they'll watch it, they'll consume it, they'll enjoy it. But now you're not you're not tied with Zack Snyder who's he's got some cool ideas. He's different. Like they are not the core ideas of these characters. Like have you I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but he had some pretty out there ideas where he wanted to take Batman and Superman and like all these characters. It, had he been allowed to keep doing what he was doing, he would have gotten weirder. Not less weird, weirder. So you know what? Hey, Zach, you can do this in the TV show. You want to do that? You want to do it? You want to be a showrunner? No, you just want to make movies? God bless you. Okay, well, peace be with you. Yours that way. Right. Right. But I think that's where the producers as the gatekeepers here have to be savvy enough to know, does this line up with why we love this character for this movie? Yes. Great. We can make a movie with that. No. Good enough idea. Let's do a TV show. If not, it's just isn't going to fly. Mm-hmm. The past. That's what I got, man. Same. I think, we're, go. I think we're good. Boom. Love it. Top of the it. pod. Crushed yeah. it. Great segments. Absolutely. Great segments. Absolutely. Love it. Well. Congrats again on the studio speech. Thank you, It's man. majestic. Thank you. It's beautiful. I'm I'm pretty proud of it. You pretty should happy be. about it. You should be. So, yeah, it's great. Love it. Um, Yeah, so on that note, if you haven't subscribed or liked, do it. Mm. Uh, share it. Do it. Um, We're on TikTok at Magic Beans Productions. Of course. Do it. Uh, I have, yeah, Instagram, KP and the Beanstalk. Do it. Do it. Uh, Magic Beans Productions is also on Instagram. Do it. Do it. And, uh, yeah, if you want to listen to just me talk. Of course you do. Of course you do. Spill the beans. Do it. So. A lot of good beans out there. Yeah, you know. Love it. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> outspeed. Peace.